What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I am back with my bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. And what a week we had! A, a, we have ahead of us even uh, with the massive UFC 294 show. And I'm going to concentrate totally on that. I know there's other bits and pieces uh, of MMA around the, the world uh, this week, but I am uh, I'm giving you all my five bets from UFC 294 from four fight stuff funnily enough I've done that a couple of times before but I'm uh, I doubling down on this and I'm going with uh, the, uh, the last two bets will be from the um, from the same fight because I think it's it's an interesting fight but we will get to all of that um it's do you know what it's been a crazy week in in MMA with the whole USADA situation with the whole uh, change up of opponents in the main event and co-main event uh, for this card which have both happened in the last week um, and all the rest of it you know that always goes down in weeks martial arts so it's uh, you know it's good in some way to kind of get back to the fights and that's what we will uh, do here while through the through the uh, the medium of. Uh, making or more than likely probably losing some money um let me know in the comment section below uh what bet you're betting on this week let me know your best bet for ufc 294 um i'm gonna recap all my bets at the end as well because i know some people are like oh what's the bet i'm writing it down but they do come up on screen but they'll all be at the end as well but before we get to that let's recap last week we had a bit of a bounce back week last week we got back to even par Two out of four bets last week. The flyer didn't hit, but we got two out of four, which I will take any week after the last few weeks. We've had, especially last week, where we went zero for five. Hopefully, we don't have any more weeks like that. But um, two good bet, two two good bets last week. Tobias Lee at plus one thirty over in KSW. He got the win over my countryman Carl McNally in a, in a very entertaining, good fight. There, uh, the other bet that hit was uh, Barbosa Yusuf over two and a half rounds. Now, sometimes I come on here and I and I, uh, I cry foul after getting unlucky in a few bets. This was one of the ones where the MMA gods shone down on me. I was about 30 seconds into the fight and I'm like, okay, wait, this bed is is down to Swanee. But thankfully, uh, Barboza pulled through and what a fight it turned out to be and what a comeback it turned out to be from Barboza as well. So the over two and a half rounds hit at minus 160. I would, I would call myself a little bit unlucky on the other two bets. Sam, uh, Samir Caddy, great comeback by Paddy McCarry over in Cage Warriors, but he was... I suppose he was dominating that fight, but as I said, great comeback and all credit to McCurry. Feel like they'll fight again, as I said last week. So that plus 160 bet, I'd say if anyone had bet on that, they thought it'd be looking good in the middle of the fight, but it didn't. And then Ryan Shelley, um, coming off a loss, ended up, if people didn't see the fight, he got kind of slammed. He hit his head off the ground and then got finished straight afterwards. It's a weird one, a very unfortunate one. Again, I think we can find ourselves a little bit unlucky in that one. Uh, and when you give a heavyweight knockout, uh, it can go either way. And that's what happened with the uh, the flyer as Martinek actually himself got knocked out. So we got the two bets anyway. We're back on even par and we're going to rise up and get even better this week as we head into UFC 294. Right, I'm going to start with the co-main event and the main event in my first two bets. And let's talk about the co-main event first. Um, My first bet, I'm going for Shemaev to win by decision at plus 250. Um, It was interesting when these uh, odds came out 
uh, I suppose the difference between maybe what people would have thought and what they actually are. So the straight up betting price on that one uh, is plus 215, minus 275, around that right now. Uh, when it opened up, uh, and that's for... Uh, that is for, uh, sorry, Usman is plus 215, minus 275 for Shamayev. These bets have been going around for a, a good while now, but when it opened up last week, uh, it was plus 158 for Usman, and now he's plus 215, uh, as I said. And for Shamayev, um, he has gone all the way from minus 168 to plus 275. So there's been a big change in that over the last while. So I think when that happens... And I do think Shamayev will win. I'll explain why in a second. I think you have to look for bets in the middle of that and look for props to see can you get a better price in the middle of it. Uh, and that's the one that stood out to me. The fight, I like the fight to go to decision as well, plus 125. I was looking at maybe going that one, but I do fancy Shamayev to get it, so I went for him for, uh, to, to win the decision. Uh, if you fancy Shamayev inside the distance him by submission, plus uh, 300. Uh, just inside the distance itself, minus 110, which is not a bad bet uh, at all. Maybe if you fancy that and you fancy the short notice and all, but um, or Shamayev to win via knockout at plus 225. But the one I've gone for, plus 250 to win by decision. And the reason I've gone for that, for, first of all, people will probably say, look, Shani, he's taking this in short notice. Um... Will he be able to go to three rounds? It it feels like there's a slight difference between, and we'll talk about the other fight in a minute, but it feels like there's a slight difference between the Usman one and the Volkanovski one. Like, Volkanovski's just coming off of a fight, just coming off of surgery, and was about to book another fight in January, and like it feels like it was about to start the camp in maybe a few weeks. It feels like, and I don't know whether this is right or wrong now, but it feels like Usman has kind of been John for a fight for a good while. Like, it feels like he's been looking for a, for, for a fight. He's been lo- staying prepared to maybe take something on short notice. Um, and he saw this opportunity and he took it. it. It feels like that to me a little bit. Now, maybe I'm wrong on that and maybe the, that'll come out in the wash afterwards. But there definitely has been rumblings from him and his team on social media for various fights over, like, the last, you know, couple of months since, or, or more even since the, um, uh, since the last Edwards fight. Um, so... From that point of view, that's my call. Now, whether that call is right or wrong, I suppose we find out on Saturday night. And I suppose that's what betting is. Uh, that's what betting is about. Uh, on the fight itself, um, my uh, my good friend Harry Paul, who you'll see on, on Sherlock with me this week, made uh, a really wise distinction on what this fight is, and he said it's control versus chaos. And I think he's dead right. You know, the control of Usman versus the chaos of Shamayev. Who can get what, where? Um, I think, and the, the main reason actually why I'm going for the decision, and for Shamayev to win the decision, is I think that control from Usman will, will not necessarily win out in, ter- in terms of winning the fight or winning rounds or anything like that. And maybe it will a bit, but I think it will, out, it will win out in terms of the the early goings of the fight are the uh <laughs> are as the kind of the antidote to Shamayev's chaos, right? And it might be the antidote to the chaos, but it mightn't be the antidote to all his skills, if you want to put it that way. Uh, you saw Gilbert Burns went to a decision with him, and it's not that Gilbert Burns is as calm a fighter or anything like that as Usman, 
but he's a very good technical fighter in all areas, underground, standing up jiu-jitsu and all, all of that. So the point there is the calmness of Usman, I think, will, um, you know, it, it will bring down the acidity, if you, if you want to say, of the Shemaev game. And the other side of it, as I just said, I think the technical ability and his tactical ability too will not make it as easy on Shemaev as most of these fights are. You know, when he goes in there, I'm just looking at some of the names, Kevin Holland, uh, Li Zheng Yang, Gerald Marshall, good fighters. Um, but he's just so abrasive, aggressive, chaotic that he just destroys those people. Um, can he do that to... Usman. My call on it is that it will look somewhat like the Burns fight, but less chaotic. I think Usman will move away a lot more, will be a lot safer, will use his jab, will counter-wrestle him when he needs to counter-wrestle him, will not allow will not allow him to take... Uh, Usman will not allow himself to be taken down by Shamayev the way other people are. Like, I even think Burns and not that he let himself be taken down, but I think he was happy enough to fight on the ground with Usman um, sorry, with uh, Shemaev knowing his jiu-jitsu was that good. So I I, I think uh, Usman will have success there. But I think the other side of that is to do that, to have success there is a very defensive sort of success in my opinion. And I just wonder, can he add the offense onto that to win the actual fight? Like, will he be able to take Shemaev down himself and land on top and get takedowns? It feels like like it feels like Usman and Covington kind of fought each other twice and have kind of continued to fight each other and they don't wrestle as much as they do anymore and I'm just talking about both of them there. Um even though Usman did wrestle a little bit against Edwards, but I, I would say probably not enough and not successfully in the second fight anyway. Um and will he be able to do that to Shamayev? I'm skeptical of that. So if you call it even in, in the uh, offensive wrestling arc if Usman can stop him who's going to win the offensive striking arc um, I think if that control is something that Usman can get look he can do it over three rounds and pick him off but how how much control can you actually have against someone who's as chaotic as Shemaev that's where I think the the, the breakdown in that control will happen. I think it's a very close fight, a lot closer fight than that um, those uh, odds suggest. And I was even thinking about maybe uh, popping in Usman here as one of my bets based on the, uh, as I talked about earlier on, the changing uh, prices. But when I saw that, when I saw the fight to go to the decision, I saw Shamayev win at plus 250, I had to go with that bet. I just think what, what everything I said there, that was my thinking of the fight before I, I looked at the bet. My thinking of the fight was Cam, 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 Usman, Cam's down Shamayev, but Shamayev wins out because he has that extra little bit that will turn a judge's card from a 10-9 one way to a 10-9 the other way. And I'm not sure Usman has that against a matchup like Shamayev. The thing about this as well is, like, that's conjecture now, and I'm look, it's plus 250, and I'm giving it based on that price, right? This is a hard fight to call. Another part that makes it a hard fight to call, and we'll move on from it in a second now, because I, I could spend an hour talking about this fight, but... Neither of them have really ever faced anyone similar to the opponent. Um, and 
I think why is the reason for that? What is the reason for that? There's very few people out there like Shemaev, you know, who fight as insane as he does with the skill set he does. And there's very few people out there with the skill set of Usman, right? He's a really good jabber, a very detailed, controlled striker, and a top wrestling grappler. There's very few people out there. You don't meet those people until you're fighting at the very top of the division. The last part, I think, that works for Shamayev is the weight. Now, obviously, they both fought at 170 before. Shamayev always struggled to get to 170, whereas Usman was the champion at 170 and all of that. I do think that will help the cardio as well if we're talking about a long fight and a decision. Uh, and it's obviously three rounds here as opposed to five. I do think that will help Shamayev. And I think that will see him over the line. So based on all of that, I'm going for the Shamayev decision. And at plus 250, I like that. So a bit of a bigger price there. A bit of a smaller price though for the next bet. And I'm going in the main event. I'm just going for Islam Makhachev straight up at minus 250. Uh, honestly, if you had shown me those prices a week ago, I probably wouldn't have gone for this bet. Plus 200 for Volkanovski, minus 250 for Makachev. Um, just a few of the other bets there before I get into maybe my explanation. Uh, Volkanovski to get the, the knockout plus 400 as is Makachev. Uh, Volkanovski submission plus 2,000, plus 300 for the Makachev submission. That's not a bad price uh, at all, I don't think there. If you like the Volkanovski decision, plus 450. If you like the Makachev decision, it's plus 180. And that was another one I was looking at. Uh, but I kind of backed out for that, and I'll explain to you why here in a second. Uh, I rewatched the fight uh, yesterday. Uh, in full, and I do a, a show over in the, the sphere of my Patreon, the rewatch, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago as well, and uh, I basically kind of do kind of, an, an, from my point of view, an analytical look at, at all fights, and I did that one this week, obviously because it's coming up, and what I saw in that fight, looking at it just analytically with no commentary on, or not thinking about judging or anything, was... A completely different fight, right? So, as I said, I'm not thinking about judging. I'm not scoring the fights. And this is no way of reflection on the how to fight a score or anything. But watching back that fight, it's hard to say that Makashev wasn't a far better fighter than Volkanovski in that fight. And, and, for, and, and I don't mean the whole fight, but for large periods of the fight. Like, and I'll, I'll say that, right? And also I'll say Volkanovski adjusted very well. But Makachev adjusted to those, to those adjustments every single time. And the adjustments he made to Volkanovski's adjustments were way more effective than the initial adjustments. And I'll give you a couple of examples, right? Uh, so the fight started off with a lot of hand fighting and not much really landing. And then we had Volkanovski landing, um, landing one shot in a... Um, combination throw so after that Volkanovski attempted to throw more combinations but like and, and this is a contradiction but a single combination so he thought throw like one two three four and then he go out and made another 30 seconds one two three four again so Mikachev saw that immediately Volkanovski maybe landed two shots and then what Mikachev did was after the one two three four then he threw so he was waiting for a combination, defended very well from the combination, and then true. And then 
at that point, Volkanovski realised, well, I can't throw in like those combinations anymore. I'm going to have to add something onto it or take something away. First of all, he added on, he was throwing in double combinations. So he threw the combination and was straight in with another combination before Makachev had the ability to land that shot. That worked well for him for a second as well. But then Makachev kind of became a little bit more defensive or was hitting him a little bit earlier and getting out and kind of taking away the ability to land the four and the four and the four again. So that adjustment was very, very, very good, right? I think the other adjustment that he did was when Volkanovski didn't took shots away and just started jabbing and started throwing single shots, he started countering a way better. Like, he, he, Makachev was countering throughout the fight and did re- way better, but he started countering with, uh, I think Jack Slack actually put up, like, a counter right hand he put up recently, but also countering with the takedown. Like, when Volkanovski was coming in, it's easier to time almost the one shot than the combination because you know what the first shot is going to be. It's very hard to predict what shots two, three, four, and five might be. So he was predicting that, going underneath and countering. And that kind of took the one shot, the just the jabbing or just the, you know, coming in from the outside ability away from him. And then when Volkanovski came inside, so like Volkanovski usually beats guys in the pocket. He beat Holloway there. And Holloway is excellent in the pocket. But Mikhachev beat Volkanovski in the pocket because of his size. Volkanovski has to be either a step outside of the pocket or all the way inside. And that's a very hard, that's like almost out of his game. So what makes Volkanovski, in my opinion, the best fighter in the world or the second best fighter in the world, one of the greatest fighters of all time, is his ability to dominate in the pocket. And Makachev almost takes that away. Um, so I find it very hard to see a way for Volkanovski to win that fight. Like, single shots didn't do it the last time. Combinations didn't do it. Multiple combinations didn't do it. Um... In the fifth round, people say, okay, push the pace, and he got a little bit tired. He's taking on 11 days notice. That's going to be harder to do this time. Coming off a of surgery, going to be harder to do. Um, and also, I think that was massively overplayed. And I myself am probably guilty of that, to be honest. But having gone back and watched it, it was, I think there was a clash of heads there, first of all. Plus, it was only, it was only like maybe 45 seconds or a minute. Volkanovski got on top after that clash of heads and he landed some good ground upon him, but there wasn't anything massive. Now, him pushing the pace before that uh, and taking more risks actually gave him the best portion of the fight he'd had. Uh, and he definitely like won that round if you want to talk about that or whatever. But I wonder if that is a path to victory for him here. Um, and like, if it is... Uh, Makashev will not have an answer for it and I find that very hard to believe after what had happened in the first fight I find it very hard to believe I think Makashev will win this fight I think he's countering ability again the calmness of him um, I I think he'll win it this fight I've said it this week a couple of times I think this fight will either be the exact same as the first one or very different and I feel like it's I feel like it's more likely to be the exact same um the way it could be more different is both of them make major adjustments. Uh, but I don't really see that happening on short notice. So, Makachev, it may be not on the scorecards or whatever, but in the, the technical analysis of that fight, he dominated the first time, and it's very hard to see him not again. Uh, and at minus 250, I, I'll take it at that price, to be honest, after watching the first one. So there you go. Uh, that turned into an analytical show there for the last 10 minutes. So let's uh, let's move on from that. Um, 
The next bet I'm going for is is an interesting one, and it's it's not a bet I have um, I've given before, but it is one I will give now, and it's on the uh, Ali Askarov fight against Warley Alves, uh, and it's Ali. Uh, sorry, I always mispronounce his name, so it's uh, Ali Skerov. Ali Skerov. I I always say Ali Askarov for some reason, but it's Ali Skerov, um, and it's him to win in round one or round two and it's minus 180 for that price so he can win basically he wins under uh under two rounds um and the reason i like that bet is i do fancy him for the finish but i was looking and searching for a price that gave me that um uh, Ikram is minus 599 to win straight up uh, in some places up as far as minus 670 here um, the under prices I didn't like a massively minus 163 for the under one and a half rounds minus 350 for the under um, two and a half rounds um, so I gave myself an extra bit of wiggle room there. I do think he will win the fight. He is plus 140 to get the knockout. And for the submission, he's plus 175. Now he's fighting Raleigh Alves, who is a very good submission artist and can, and can fight on the feet as well. Um, so you would more, more likely go him to win by a knockout, a plus 140. But I, I've given myself an extra bit of room there. Uh, and I've given myself an extra bit of room in terms of the method and in terms of how long that method will take. So, round one and round two finish. Uh, I watched uh, his last two fights, uh, one in the in the OC and one in the uh, the contender series. And the thing about this guy is, you see, a lot of chaos seems to be the word for today. Some guys cannot cope in the chaos. This guy lives. In the chaos, he's always like he should be called Bane or something. He's so good at like Phil Hawes brought it for him. His opponent uh, Mario Souza in the contender series brought it to him as well, and he just he was happy enough there. He took shots, and the power he has, his wrestling ability is is just really, really, really phenomenal. Um, that shot he landed against Hawes in a fight where Hawes it, it only went two minutes, but Hawes was winning that fight. You know, it's hard hard to say he was winning when he got knocked out in two minutes. But you know what I mean? It was like he was pushing the pace. And it could have, if he was fighting a lot of other people, they would have wilted to that. Not necessarily to the pace, but to the, the, the not, not, and not even necessarily to the pressure, but to the game plan. Um, uh, and Ali Skerov did not. And he absolutely put him out with that straight one, two down the middle. And... Watching Warley Alves is fighting like Warley Alves is not in the best run of his career at the moment. Last three of his last four did beat Munir Lazez though, who is uh, not a, a massively dissimilar fighter to Ali, Ali Skarov, to be honest. But he did lose to Nicholas Dalby in a very close fight last time out, and I went back and I watched the, the entirety of that fight. Um, and uh, well, even if you go back and watch the start of that fight, the kind of the war he got into with Dalby, and Dalby does drag you into it, but he seemed happy enough to fight in that war. If you do that against Ali Skerov, that's not going to end well. That is not going to end well. He has too much power. Um, he His wrestling is too good as well. He will take you down. He will submit you, even if you're as good as as, uh, as Warley Alves. You know, he's, he's been submitted once in his career uh, against Randy Brown in 2019, funnily enough. So it is possible. But... Uh, 
I think Warley Alves will be too willing to fight with a guy who you probably shouldn't be willing to fight with. Uh, the problem with Ali Skerov, though, is if you're not willing to fight with him, he'll probably just go across the cage, take you down, and destroy you anyway. So... I think that's going to happen. I, I think Alves is going to fight with him. He's going to probably get taken down or else he's going to catch that one-two down the middle and that unbelievable power of your Matis Kerov uh, and he'll get finished. So that's my bet. Minus 180. Alaskarov to win in round one or round two. Right. To my last two bets. Uh, first of all is bet number four and then we'll have the flyer. And they're both on the Ankalaev Walker fight. My call on this is it's going to be a little bit longer of a fight. Um, so the first bet I'm going for is the over one and a half rounds at minus 150. Um, I just have a feeling it is going to be a little bit longer. Look at uh, Ankalaev's uh, record. And he has had, uh, not, what is it, 19 fights. Uh, and nine of them have gone to a decision which for a light heavyweight is, is a pretty big percentage. Uh, now, Johnny Walker hasn't had that many, but we know Johnny Walker has very much changed the way he fights in the last in the last few fights. You know, he's only had four decisions in his career, but uh, two of them have happened in, in the last five fights. Three of them have happened in the last, what, six or seven fights. Went to decision with Krilov, went to decision with Santos, and went to decision with Anthony Smith as well uh, in his last fight out. Um, and I think, I think that's the sort of fight we're going to have here. I think we're going to have a longer fight. I think both of these guys are going to fight in a outside... I'm the longer guy, I'm the taller guy, sort of way, even though both of them can't be longer and taller guys, but you know what I mean. Like, Ankalaev, that's kind of the way he fights. Uh, he kind of fights long on the outside, out of the southpaw position, with a little bit more movement than most guys have at, at 205, and then, you know, obviously heavy wrestling when he gets in there. Uh, we saw even against Blahovic early in that fight, he was able to, was it earlier, was it in the second, first or second round, anyway, he was able to uh, to take him down. It, you know, he's a good takedown in him when he needs to be. Um, whereas Walker, now, the way he fights... Like, it's funny talking about Johnny Walker. It's almost like... <coughs> it's almost like there's two Johnny Walkers. There is... Uh, I, I made this reference on a podcast this week. I don't know if everyone will get it, but it, there's this famous uh, TV show here in, in Ireland, and uh, it's called Father Ted, and there's this guy on it. His name is Henry Sellers. And he works for the... <laughs> he works for the BBC, and he comes, and he's like this reformed character and he's a good guy and everything and he's one sip of sherry and he goes insane, right? It feels like Johnny Walker's a little bit like that with his chaotic game, right? If Johnny Walker fights to his jab, fights at lint, he's, he's, that's the new Johnny Walker. If Johnny Walker gets drawn into chaos, he loses it all and it's the old Johnny Walker, the mad Johnny Walker, the lad doing the worm, injuring his shoulder as uh, you might have heard mine crack just two seconds ago when I went like that. That's the Johnny Walker, that's the Henry Sellers after one little bit of sherry. Um, and it feels like SPG and John Kavanagh have made him a, a, a more detail-oriented, process-oriented fighter. And to be honest... A better fighter. It might not be as fun for me and you sitting here watching it, right? And a similar thing could be said for uh, someone like Michel Pereira, although he was pretty fun last week. But you know what I mean. He's definitely given himself a better chance to reach the very top of that division. Because 
the athleticism, the craziness, the madness will only take you so far. It really will. But this sort of game might take him a long way. Now, it's going to take a while. And it's, you know, it's already, he's already been doing it a while, but it looks like he's improving and improving and improving. And that's why I think this will be a longer fight. I think both of the guys will be trying to fight long from the outside. I think both guys will be trying to land that leg kick inside as well. I think both guys will be trying to avoid it. So then maybe you see, like, that's where kind of seconds get worn off and things like that. I just think it'll be a longer fight. So that's why I'm going for bet number four over one and a half rounds minus. 150. Now, to the flyer of the week on the same fight as I continue on here. I'm going for Johnny Walker by decision at plus 800. I I I had to go for this. Honestly, I'm not sure who'll win this fight. I'm probably leaning Ankilaev to be honest. Uh he is a minus 375 favorite plus 285 for Walker straight up. But as I just said, I do think this fight will be a longer fight. I think I think it'll probably go to a decision. And if you're giving me plus 800 in a fight I think is, you know, relative, it's a close fight. Not relatively close. I think it, it will be a close fight just because the way I think the fight will go. I think the boat will be a little bit weary about the power because of the position they find themselves in in the division as well, where they could not necessarily fight for a title off of this, but maybe they could. You know, Ankalaya fought for a title in his last fight, didn't he, in the, in the, in the draw. So maybe, you know, they're both at that position. That's when you kind of fight a little bit safer, maybe. And like one knockdown by Johnny Walker, one big shot by Johnny Walker, one takedown where, you know, Walker lands on top. And that changes that fight, you know. It changes, and in, let's say in the third round where they've gone one and one. You know, and Goliath to win by decision is plus 250. That's a big difference. Plus 550 of a difference there between the two of them. I think that's a lot. Now, maybe you think... You know, Ankle Live will win, and maybe there's a, you know, there's a, a disparity in your thinking there, and that does, there's no problem with that. This is a flyer at the end of the day. If it was plus, if it was sorry, if it was straight up, I, I, I as I said, I'd probably pick pick Ankalaev. But as my fourth bet there suggested, I, I'm not really comfortable picking a winner in this fight. To be honest, I, I, I respect the ability of Johnny Walker these days, and like a guy who is big and strong and athletic fighting a more technical game is so dangerous like unbelievably dangerous like look at say a Dos Anjos who did that and I, I funny the, the people come up are, are Brazilians Dos Anjos Charles Oliveira the guy who did that as well very dangerous very dangerous so um, yeah I like that F- a genuine flyer at plus 800 those are the five bets for the week right uh, let's look some, through some of the other bets uh, for the week uh, I've gone through the, the top three fights here I suppose as well as the Aliskerov and uh, Warley Alves fight I was really looking at this Gufarov Nurmagomedov fight um, Nurmagomedov line opened up at minus 198 and he's gone out now to let me just look here minus 225 um, which Gufarov or Gafarov even he's a good fighter I've watched him he fought, I think he fought one championship and places I've watched him for a good while and he can fight you know and Saeed he, obviously he can fight as well I think that might be a little bit wide here I do think Nurmagomedov will win uh, I 
I, I don't know what I'd be betting on in minus 225, though. I'll put it that way. I also don't think I'd bet on Mohamed Makhayev at minus 450. I do think, again, I do think he'll win, but that seems very wide to me. And actually, I think that bet, let me just quickly look at this here. It has changed. I'm plus 400, that opened that for Tim Elliott. He's now plus 330. So people have bet on Tim Elliott. Um, Makhayev's coming off of that bad knee injury. And look, he had a bad knee injury because he almost got submitted in the last fight. Tim Elliott's a very good submission guy. He's not without a chance here. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but Makayev, I think, is a big favourite. You know, I'd probably have him at minus 300, maybe. I think minus 450 is way too big in that one. Again, avoid, avoid, avoid. Mohamed Yaya yeah, yeah, is the just about the underdog here. Minus 155 for peak, plus 125 for uh, yeah, yeah. I like Basharad, but I do not like him at minus 600 against Victor Henry, who's plus 425 in some places there. Uh, again, that's an avoid for me. You know, Javid is a good fighter, but I know he's as good as his brother necessarily. Henry's a, an old hat. Um, I probably wouldn't still pick Henry, but I don't think it's a massive one. Um, Cedric Dumas is a favourite against Abu Ali Tizar with the spuds here in his back pocket. I'm sure he will be uh, he'll be looking to get in a plus 180 there. Uh, I like Dumas that one. I really like Jubilee, but he's minus uh, 325 there against Mike Brendan. This is a fight I've really struggled with, Naimov and Wood. I went back and watched the Naimov fight and he got a really good knockout against Jamie Malarkey, but he was losing that fight. Um, it was his UFC debut little bit of jitters but you knock out a guy like Jamie Malarkey at 155 now you're fighting a 135 or a 145 again if you were to give me minus 340 on wood or plus 260 on Nyamov I'm taking Nyamov there if I'm being honest um I think wood is a tremendous fighter with like top top 10 level ability but I don't think at 145 he's going to be able to do it and I hate saying that because I fucking hate weight cutting but that's just my opinion on that Ginny Frey is a big underdog against uh, uh, Darkova, who's minus 600. I don't know why I got a Cork accent there, but I did. And then Bruno Silva is the underdog at plus 200 against the minus 250 favorite, Magomedov, who I think will win as well. All right, everyone. Those are the prices for this weekend. Again, the main event prices, just to look at it. Usman and Shamayev. The favourite, Shamayev minus 275 plus 215 for Usman. Volkanovski is the underdog at plus 200 for the minus 250. Makhachev and my top five bets for this week are as follows. I'm going for that Shamayev bet to win by decision. Plus 250, the minus 250 then for Makhachev, straight up money line bet. I'm going for Aliskerov. To win in either round one or round two at minus 180. I'm going for minus 150 in the Ankalaev Walker fight. That it goes over a round and a half. And then for the flyer of the week, I'm going for Johnny Walker by decision over Mohamed Ankalaev at plus 800. Magomed Ankalaev. Magomed. I always call him Mohamed Ankalaev for some reason. Magomed Ankalaev. So yeah, those are the five bets for the week. Let me know your bet for the week in the comments section below. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to John Brannigan and all the Sherdog team as well for the great work they put in during the week to get uh, all of this possible. And uh, my name is Sean Sheehan for that beautiful website of Sherdog.com. And I'll see you all next time.